0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Chapel Messages podcast, a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Each episode is taken from a chapel message given here at Emmaus. For more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Well, very good. Well, great to be with you guys. I am so excited to be here. I love Emmaus Bible College. Um, I just, I feel right at home being up here and being with you guys, and just, um, even though I don't know you guys, I feel like we're already family, like just the Emmaus family, so, so just on the count of three, just shout your name for me, One, two, three. Oh, thank you, good, good to meet you guys, so, yes, Emmaus family, family forever. Um, I would like to announce one of my guests, this is my son, Anthony, he's nine, and so he's, uh, yeah, he, he came with me to hear me speak, and we're going camping this weekend after this, so we're looking forward to that, and as we were pulling in this morning, he says, Dad, I think I'm going to go to Emmaus someday, and so, so, yeah, so, there you go, so. Start getting this room ready, I guess, so, oh man, very good. Well, Why don't we look to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get to the text this morning, so here we go. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for Emmaus Bible College, 80 years of faithful ministry. um, It's such a blessing to be here. Um, Thank you for the worship team um, that led us in some great songs, and for Andre reading the text of Scripture, Ray, the work he does, just... Oh, such a good place, Lord. Um, And just thank you for this opportunity now. just We can come with Bibles open, seeking to learn from God. And it is just, oh, so marvelous. Um, Just fill us with joy. Fill us with your Holy Spirit this morning. May your Holy Spirit empower me to boldly proclaim your word this morning. And I pray that I wouldn't get in the way of the text this morning. But um, we would leave this morning just saying... How great is our God. Mm. And so be with us today, Lord. May we not just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. And so once again, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for Emmaus Bible College. Thank you for the word of God. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus we pray. Amen. When I was a student at Emmaus Bible College, Ken Murray was the vice president, and Ken had some of us on student leadership, he had us up to his lake house in Wisconsin. Very nice of Mr. Ken. So we're, we're at his lake house in Wisconsin, he's there with his wife and they're cooking for us and, and he says, yeah, why don't you guys go out and ride the boat and ride the jet ski? I was like, yes. And so me and my brother, me and my buddy Tyler get out on the jet ski and I haven't been on a jet ski much and he, Tyler's never been on a jet ski, um, he takes his glasses off because you know, he uh, wears glasses and he knows we're going to go fast. We get out there on the lake on the jet ski and we just fly, like we just as fast as it will go and we are just having a blast. I had never driven a jet ski before and we are just like laughing with uncontrollable joy just about how much fun we're having on a jet ski. And uh, I don't know if any of you guys have had that experience on a jet ski, but it is a blast, honestly. And so 15 minutes, we are just riding around on this jet ski. We're doing circles, we're going fast, just having a great time. And so then, like I said, after 15 minutes, we stop, and we say, where are we? Okay. We're in this middle of the lake, and we, do not, we don't know where we are. And so I'm driving around looking for uh, Mr. Murray, Ken Murray's um, lake house, and I'm looking. I can't find it anywhere. And what's weird, I'm thinking, like, what happens if we run out of gas? I don't even I don't know what town this beach house is, or I don't really know where we were. So like, what do I tell somebody if we stop? Call Ken Murray, you know, I, I mean, we're lost completely. And I'm, I'm getting worried on this jet ski, and I'm like, I'm like, Tyler, we're really, we're lost and I don't know what to do. And Tyler, he's, without his glasses, he's legally blind. And so he's like, I don't care, we'll be fine, this is great! He is still laughing uncontrollably, just having a blast for the whole time. And so 30 minutes later, we eventually find the lake house, and as much, as, jets, as much fun as jet skis are, I've never been more happy to be off one. Oh, me. I, I think about that story, and I was thinking about particular, particularly my friend Tyler on the jet ski. I was thinking about this, that uncontrollable joy he had. I was thinking about it in connection to the psalm this morning, Psalm 96. If I had to put a title on it, I would say Psalm 96, Excited for God. Psalm 96, Excited for God. The author of Psalm 96 is excited about God, excited for God, excited about the things of the Lord. Like I say, my, my buddy Tyler, uncontrollable joy, just hilarious joy, on the jet ski, but this is about the Lord and what He has done. That kind of joy, that kind of excitement. Psalm 96, the author is unknown, but we know it was used by the children of Israel in celebrating the tabernacle coming into, um, or celebrating the Ark of the Covenant coming into the tabernacle. Uh, You remember the time where David danced before the Lord, and there was great joy and celebration. And so this psalm was sung in light of that time. So Psalm 96, verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Verse 2. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Declare the good news of His salvation declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. There is a call to sing, to sing out to the Lord and what he has done, who he is. You think about singing and like people sing about things they're excited about or strong emotions. Like if you turned on the radio at random and you know, went through the channels, you would hear a love song, you would sing, you would hear somebody singing about being filled with love for their significant other, yes, or you'd hear people sing about tragedy, overcome with emotion, singing about tragedy, but he's saying sing to the Lord, okay, sing him a new song, write a new song, you can write a new one about what the Lord has done, I know, when I was in seminary, that was actually an assignment, Professor assigned to me one day, write a, write a new hymn. And it was actually, it was really fun, honestly. And so, yes, sing to the Lord. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. We need to proclaim the good news, this, you might say, good news gospel. We need to proclaim it day to day. Proclaim it objectively, like the theological truths associated with salvation. Anything about redemption, reconciliation, justification? Yes, Tell of these. Objectively tell of these, but then subjectively talk about them. How has the Lord changed your life? How had these truths that are eternal, unchangeable? How have they affected you? Give us your testimony. Tell us the good news of the Lord and what He has done. Declare His glory among the nations, His wonders among the people. As I was reading and studying for this psalm, I thought of some of the songs we sing in our um, Lord's Supper at our chapel. And um, you guys know, do you know the black book in which chapel use the black book? Oh, there's some good hymns in there. Okay. Mr. Mark Stevenson, what is your favorite black book hymn on the spot? Uh, maybe 103. Okay. <laughs> Which, which one is that? <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid, <laughs> solid choice. Sorry, I put them on the spot. Sorry, I just, but I, I think of some of these songs, Emmanuel's land, yes. I think about man of sorrows, what a name for the son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. What's the next line? That's right, hallelujah, what a Savior. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. Oh, Christ, what burdens bowed Thy head. Our load was laid on Thee. Mm. The load of our sin was laid on Him. Sing of these triumphs. His grace. Sing to the Lord. Tell of His salvation from day to day. Verse three. Once again, declare His glory. You think about how the Lord is glorious. Like glory is almost hard to define. Like you think of God's character's glory, like the bright shininess displayed from His character. Like it's almost it's hard to define. He's glorious, you know. But you you know what I mean. He's glorious. I got to say it like that, just because. It's just, it's a powerful word, alright? Glorious. Verses 4 and 5, these might be the main verses in this psalm. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. You see the Lord in all caps there. You know, your, your translators and your editors are kind of signifying the covenant name of God there, Jehovah or Yahweh. Yes. I'll read verse 4. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. The Lord is great. Greatly to be praised. There's a contrast here. The gods of the peoples are what? Look at the text, verse 5. Are what? The gods of the peoples are idols, or I think a, a translation says worthless idols. But on the flip side, what about the Lord? He made the heavens. Okay? What a contrast. I'm kind of getting chills a little bit just like thinking about that. This, um, these verses remind me of, you might say, the showdown in Egypt when you know, Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and the, the plagues. And you know, I think sometimes we think about the plagues as, as just um, place of just events of destruction, which that's true, they were, they, they were destructive, but the plagues in Egypt were actually attacks on the gods of the Egyptians. Okay, were direct att- attacks. Like, the Egyptians have a, have a god of fertility, Heket, who's displayed as a frog, okay? But think about the plague of frogs, you know? Yeah, they direct um, attacks. So, how did the, uh, so then in light of that, how did this showdown in Egypt go between the gods of Egypt and the Lord God? How did that go? Well, not very well for the gods of Egypt. The Lord showed he is great. Okay, he is great. The Nile River to blood, nothing for him. Darkness, you know, the, you think about the sun manipulating the sun and the atmosphere, nothing for God. The animal kingdom, nothing. God, he is great and greatly to be praised. Let's keep going. Verses 7 through 9. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Your Bible might say for these verses, Ascribe, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Okay, say that these belong to God. True strength and true glory belong to Him. I Think about if you ever um, watch like a, like a sports show or sports debate, they'll say like, you know, who is the greatest of all time? Who is the GOAT? You know, is it, is it uh, LeBron James or is it Michael Jordan? You know, who, is, who gets this title? Who can we ascribe the title of? The GOAT, the greatest of all time. This is, you know, I think about that in light of these verses. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Give true glory and strength to the Lord and no one else. It absolutely belongs with Him. Tremble before Him, all the earth. You know, there are times where I think we should sing... What a friend we have in Jesus, and we think about Jesus inviting us to come to him freely. And those are, and that's, those, yes, are things we should do. But there should also be times where we tremble before the Lord. Okay, when we recognize that he is great and greatly to be feared, you know, sometimes it should cause us to hide our faces when we think about who we are in connection to the Lord. He is great and greatly to be praised. Tremble before Him. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Verse 10, say among the nations, The Lord reigns. The earth also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. The Lord reigns, ultimately. You know you think about our rulers today you think you know president biden president trump you know these figures will come and go but the lord's reign will last forever you think about king nebuchadnezzar Um, if you know the story back in daniel chapter four he's on his rooftop is this not great babylon that i have built for the glory of my name Okay, maybe the most powerful king that ever lived, the head of gold, according to Daniel chapter 2. But what did God do? Like, just, just like that, you know? Nebuchadnezzar, the most, here, I'll just throw it out, the most powerful man that ever lived, possibly, struck down with animal madness, just like that, you know? The most powerful man that ever lived. And contrast that to the Lord. The Lord, He reigns. hmm He shall judge the people righteously. He shall judge the people righteously. He does what's right, and that's how he judges. You may have heard this joke before, but what's the opposite of righteousness? It's a joke. Wrongestness, okay? (laughs) Wrongestness. And I I know it's a joke, but when I say that, it kind of helps me think about righteousness in the right way. God does what's right. He's not about doing what's wrong, okay? He's not about wrongness. He is righteous, okay? And He does what is right, okay? He judges fairly. He judges rightly. He will judge righteously. Let the earth rejoice and let the earth be glad, verse 11. Let the heavens rejoice, sorry. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness, Then the field shall let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord. For he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and all the peoples with his truth. The Lord, let the heavens rejoice, the earth be glad, the sea roar, okay, before the Lord. Like I say, the author here, he is excited about the Lord and who he is. When he views the heavens, when he sees the earth, you know, he sees the sea roaring, the waves coming in, he rejoices and gets excited, the author does, about the Lord. I think about if I made something, if I built a car with my bare hands, that would be pretty impressive. But, um, But anyway, just follow me here. Say I, I build a car, okay, like with, out of my garage, okay, and you see it driving around and you're like, whoa, Tony made that car, that's that's pretty impressive, that's that's pretty cool. Like it's working, it's running good, it's getting you from A to B, that is really neat, okay, and that, you know, that would be, uh, that would be pretty neat, honestly. But like think about that, like how you would see my car running and you'd, And you'd say, oh, Tony's car is running well, doing what it's supposed to be doing. You would, in a sense, be be bringing glory to my name for what I made and how it's functioning. Think about that in connection to the Lord, okay? The earth is working, okay? We're still spinning. We're spinning like for day and night. We're spinning around the sun, the sea is working fine. Trees are still growing up. Okay? Creation is doing what the Lord says it should be doing. It's bringing glory to His name. Creation is working in harmony together. Like I say, the, I've been to the beach recently, and it's still there and beautiful and working well. Okay? Okay? And I'm sure many of y'all wish y'all were there this weekend for your extended break. Anyway, yes, it's bringing glory to his name and who he is. And look at the end of verse 13. He's coming back. Okay, now this is, of course, Old Testament. So they were looking forward to the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Messiah. But we, of course, live on this New Testament era. We've, we've seen Jesus come and we know he's coming back. And so we rejoice in this too. He is going to come and make everything right and judge the world in truth he is coming back Mm. psalm 96 excited about god okay once again i think about my buddy tyler on the jet ski that type of excitement that is what the author is communicating he is excited about the lord excited for who he is, excited for what the Lord God has done. He is rejoicing. He is trembling at times. He is looking forward for the Lord's coming. He sees the greatness of the Lord compared to the worthless idols of the people. Excited for God. You're excited about the Lord. I want to leave you guys... and here at Emmaus just with a couple of points of challenge okay in light of this okay Um, of course natural application be excited about God excited for who he is but just like I'm gonna just talk to you as kinda like a big brother kinda or an uncle you know whichever so Uncle Tony so just you know I've been through Emmaus I was here four years and I'll just encourage you while you're here to just soak up the time you are here. Soak up this time in biblical studies. Get excited about what you're learning about God. Okay, get excited about it. Let it, yes, your mind and your heart. Okay, and it's okay to struggle with a little bit what you're learning about, you know, you're learning about the nature of God. It's all right to struggle just a little bit you know, don't have to think and chew on these things he's god he's above us okay get excited about god but i would encourage you, if there's something in your life that's maybe distracting you getting in the way of this excitement maybe it's something to to cut out like when when i was a student at Emmaus we uh we didn't have social media came right after I graduated. And I'm like, I didn't have the internet in my room. Just show you how much of <laughs> a senior citizen I am. You know? Um, I had to go to the computer lab, check my email. But, you know, and not that these things are bad, but if they are, if they are coming between you and your excitement for the things of the Lord, if they are pulling a distraction for you, then and cut them out. Okay? Do what you can to be excited about the Lord, okay? Even, you know, yes, sin. Cut that out right away. But, you know, maybe there's something that's not sin that just needs to be, you know, taken away, you know, or maybe fasted from for a little bit. I know I get really into uh, football. I like watching the NFL, and so every once in a while I just, you know, fast from it, okay? Just to clear my mind and just... uh, And just redirect my thoughts. Okay? So be excited about the Lord. Okay? Be excited. Be excited for what you're learning here about God. Apply it to your life. And may you be, hey, full circle. May there be times where you are like my buddy Tyler. Full of hilarious joy about the Lord and what he has done. Let's look to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for these Emmaus students. Um, they're here to study the Word. And Lord, I pray that they would be faithful in that. I pray that they would be excited about God and who you are. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. The gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but you made the heavens. God, I pray that if there's something in our lives that is uh, distracting or making us, giving us a conflicted heart, I pray that we would um, set that aside so that we could fully focus on the Lord God. Lord, fill us with excitement for who you are. And once again, I pray for these students that they would make the most of their time here as they learn about you, God, and who you are. And we do pray all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Chapel Messages podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit Emmaus.edu slash